2: Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Uh, new poll has Herschel Walker in the lead in Georgia. I don't know. I don't know if he can take anything from any of those pills. And there's polls. And there's uh, several weeks left, so who knows? Um, I think that was exactly the time that deserved. Yeah, exactly. Uh the story in China continues to be fascinating. I watched the evening news last night, uh, both uh, ABC and NBC, with my kids, just to particularly watch that story and have them see what was going on over there. They they both were really interested in it. It's something.
4: Yeah, I you know I tuned into Jake Tapper's show whilst uh, ellipticaling yesterday, and he spent twenty minutes maybe on Trump having dinner with Kanye and that Nick Fuentes character. Yeah. Just going on and on about Republican hypocrisy and, and anti-Semitism. He never brought up Louis Farrakhan, who's been a darling of the left, and slandering the Jews for decades, generations. But so anyway, he finally got to the China story.
3: I've gone uh, back to the evening no- newscasts. That's that's like my main go-to now for news. Really lot, enjoying good them. Good tip. They, they tend to hit the actual news story of the day as opposed to the cable news story of the day. Which is completely different for some reason. Um, Different crowd, I guess. So, uh, speaking of cable news, Tucker Carlson last night led with the whole China story. And he had an interesting uh, little segment on what zero COVID has been like in China, which is what is causing the protests currently
0: some were forced to quarantine outside in the cold in parking lots this viral video which cnn could not verify shows others forced to stay in male bathrooms sleeping under urinals. And this one? The video says it's a quarantine site for kids in Henan province. A little boy jumping on bricks to avoid the pool of dirty liquid. This is where they use the bathroom. This woman sobs on the ground, crying that after she was caught with her mask pulled down, the government suspended her business for 30 days, losing a month's income. Metal spikes, which the man filming says were installed on a compound gate to prevent residents from
3: leaving. How about that? Wow. They put spikes on your gate so you can't leave the little area where your apartment... Is. The woman was doing the whole chin diaper thing with her mask and had her business shut down for an entire month. Virtually every sentence of that report, you could stop it and talk about it for two minutes. Right. That
4: and was the spikes.
3: That's a good summary, sir. <laughs> and the the videos were something. I mean, some of the conditions these people are being forced to... Survive in during their quarantine is just amazing. No wonder they're protesting.
4: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. That is a great description of what has so angered them. And the kids being separated from their parents and shrieked at by authorities and terrorized and people starving, unable to get their medications while locked into
3: their apartments for months at a time, my friends. Not a couple of days, months. The Dow was down 500 points yesterday because of the unrest in China, wondering about supply chains and all that sort of stuff, if this continues. You know, I saw that, and then I saw uh, the Wall Street Journal was reporting today that stock
4: futures and oil futures and everything are up because the powers that be are hoping the protest leads to a loosening of uh, zero COVID policies in China. But, boy, that is an open question Which brings us to uh, the main topic. Where does this go from here? And we have some clues. But I came across this, uh, this piece about the protesters, proud, scared, and conflicted, what the protesters themselves are saying. Um, it was their first demonstrations, their first protest slogans, first encounters with the police in their lives. They went home shivering in disbelief at how they had challenged the most powerful authoritarian government in the world and the most iron-fisted leader China has seen in decades. Such public dissent unimaginable until a few days ago. These same young people, when they mentioned Mr. Xi online, use euphemisms like X, he, or that person, afraid to even utter the president's name. They put up with whatever the government put them through, harsh pandemic restrictions, high unemployment rates, fewer books available to read, movies to watch and games to play for their whole lives. This generation, then something cracked after nearly three long years of zero covid, which turned into a political campaign for Mr. Xi. uh, China's future looked increasingly bleak. The economy is in its worst shape in decades. Mr. Xi's foreign policy has antagonized many countries. His censorship policy, in addition to quashing challenges to authority, has killed nearly all fun for young Chinese people. Chinese people are getting by with books published 20 years ago, music released a decade ago, travel photos from five years ago, income earned last year, frozen dumplings from a lockdown three months ago, COVID tests from yesterday, and that freshly baked Soviet joke uh, from today that we were talking about, how you don't have to, like, write what you're protesting on on a placard. Everybody knows.
3: So I'm listening to a lot of Mumford and Sons, Foo Fighters. Huh. yeah i I could I could get by on music of 10 years ago
4: yeah and so they go into how all these young people are out in the streets they don't know what to expect they felt so tense they were physically and emotionally exhausted the next day uh several cried in the interviews um proud scared and conflicted about their experiences and wondering what might happen next well This is all unfolding rather rapidly. What might happen next is, after China's boldest and most widespread protest in decades, the security apparatus built by Xi Jinping, who prizes his reputation for ironclad authority, it's scrambling to reassert control.
3: They spend more on their domestic security than they do on their military. And they have the biggest army in the world. So, holy crap
4: now might be a good time to play clip number thirty michael the crackdown has begun
2: what we're seeing is the potential uh... for a national movement here with these protests uh, happening simultaneously in multiple cities across the country these people rallying around a single cause uh... but at the same time there is not the expectation that organizers are going to be able to organize um, they are trying to use coded messages on social media uh, trying to evade the censors and also uh, using other techniques but the problem now is that there are police everywhere
4: that's uh, Janice Mackey Freyer on Morning Joe Uh, roll on with 31 Michael she gets down to business
2: you go to any of the sites of the protests over the past few days and uh, streets that have been filled with people chanting are now uh, filled with barriers and uh, they're all under guard police fanned out today in several cities across the country and they are visibly clamping down in shanghai they were even checking people's mobile phones um looking for images or messaging apps that could connect a person to the protests and there was a lot of talk about that on social media today among people who are interested in joining these protests saying that they were deleting photos and chat histories so they could avoid detention
3: Shanghai, by the way, didn't know this until Tucker mentioned it last night,
2: is three times
3: the size of New York. Hmm. Holy crap! And they shut Chicago down city. that whole city yeah. for a couple of years.
4: Right. Ironclad dominance. So the uh, the old strategy of uh, security and surveillance is now fully on. They've gotten the security forces rallied to where these protests are taking place. So good old-fashioned head crackings are about to begin, and anybody who is at the pre-Head Kraken demonstrations is going to get a knock on their door today or in six months.
3: I wonder if they moved to the Head Krakens because they felt like this is going to get out of hand if we don't, because the playbook for the way they handled Hong Kong, I was watching some expert on this yesterday, um, the whole Hong Kong thing, remember the protests in Hong Kong were big and loud and lasted a long time, and we kept thinking the Head Kraken was coming, but it didn't. And what happened? All the leaders just disappeared. They all just went away. Uh-huh. They, they, they identify you. They, they find you and you just go away. And pretty soon they all the leadership's gone. And anybody who is around the leadership thinks, you know, it ain't worth it. Um, and, and that that's what was going to happen here. But I wonder if they thought, yeah, well, we'll do that. Of course, we're still going to do that, but we better uh, hit some people in the head also before right. this gets out completely out of hand. Yeah, I'm not a cynic,
4: but I am a realist. And these people, whether it's the Chinese communists or the uh, mullahs in Iran, the uh, Revolutionary Guard, they have a formula for these things. They're not surprised that there are protests. They're not embarrassed and and caught off guard that people don't like their totalitarian rule. That's baked into the cake. And so, yeah, you have a certain number of head crackens. And then a certain number of abductions and disappearances and, and terrorizing people or, or like the, the lady with the mask, somebody who walked by a, uh, a demonstration and, and, and gave them a thumbs up or something. They have their face on facial recognition software. They will be notified in a month or six weeks or whenever that, uh, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to travel. And indeed, your right to, you know, I don't know, buy food at the better stores has been suspended for six months. And maybe you ought to think about who you're giving a thumbs up or to. go to
3: this school or get into that apartment complex or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. They're good at oppressing. Uh yeah, so we were pessimistic on this yesterday, but um I I was reading an historian uh talking about the history of these kind of revolutions over like the last well really throughout all time very rarely successful very very rarely and the few examples you have of success something worse or as bad replaced it yeah. Yeah, very, very, very. That's why the American Revolution stands out as such a big deal. Very, very seldom do people rise up, throw off their oppressor and build something better.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and there are different, you know, some of those uh, where the uprisings worked, whether it ended up better or not, uh, are very different circumstances than China, for instance, or Iran. Because there's a model for the longest time, uh, and and the U.S. Uh, back in the day sponsored some of this stuff, and it's it's as probably as loathsome as it is clever. Uh, you you take a society that has like ethnic uh, loyalties, tribal loyalties, whatever, and you pick one of the uh, minority tribes, and you give them all the money and all the weapons, because a they they'll be loyal to you because they have to be. They're the minority, and the majority resents them. So you know you can manipulate a regime like that, and they hold on to power with an iron fist. They are overthrowable, though, because they are a minority. And sooner or later, the people get mad enough or accumulate enough guns that they can accomplish it. In China, the Han ethnic group, whatever, it, that's the main Chinese type of person, um, as opposed to Uyghurs, for instance, um, they are in charge. So you don't have that ethnic tribal dynamic going. You just have a massive security state, and no, uh, no, like automatic framework for overthrowing them, other than you know, I'd rather be free than oppressed, which
3: isn't usually enough. We'll keep our eye on it for you. The we haven't done the latest on the horrifying Idaho murder mystery story. But there are yeah. more details from the last time we talked about it. Well, and ago.
4: speaking of China, we've got to get to the loathsome idiot Steve
3: Kerr, the uh, oh, NBA yeah. coach. He's, yeah, oh, For a smart guy, he is so dopey. Yeah, That's the worldview of a certain percentage of people. If you haven't heard it, that's among the things that will be coming up. did some black friday shopping you know biden had to get his shopping done on black friday because there was no way he was figuring out how to buy stuff on cyber monday what's my password again whippersnappers wow wow i uh, i resent that joke <laughs> that's just a biden's old older than the rest of us joke is all that is Um,
4: Yeah, and what I've observed from my uh, young friends is that the whole uh, incorrect password, uh, there's already an account with that uh, email. I know, because it's my freaking
3: account. I know. I don't think that's restricted to the old. Oh, God, you just hurt me saying that. (laughs) Oh. Takes the life out of me when that happens. Cyber exhaustion. The feeling when, I, when you've just been fighting that yeah. and you just give up. Whenever I type in my password and it says, you know, wrong password or username doesn't exist or whatever, I just, my head goes down. My chin goes to my chest and it's just, <laughs> oh, I just want to be dead at that moment. Um, The Lakers suck, but a couple of exciting things happened at the Lakers game last night. One, a guy hit a half court shot and got $75,000. So. Nice. Not a player. You know, it's when bring the fans out. I've seen half court
4: court shots for like a free meal at KFC (laughs) and 10 grand and a
3: car car, and a 75 girl. It varies quite a bit. Uh, It's L.A. Last night, a woman took off her prosthetic leg and drank a beer out of it at the Lakers game. She was named fan of the game. Did it on the Jumbotron. (laughs) Took off her leg and drank a beer out of it. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Need more of that in the world. I think. Do we? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, the World Health Organization announced that it's no longer monkeypox; it will be known as mpox to avoid stigma. I was just reading that. <laughs> I guess it was concerned by the
4: racist and stigmatizing language. Yes, exactly. Racist? What's racist yes. about it? I, I can't imagine. I don't know. It. It. Uh, I mean, it's in a hundred countries now. Do, do I don't, well, one more reason to dislike the WHO, uh, is there anybody on earth who thought, yeah, monkey pox, like people in a certain part of the world are like monkeys, and now there's a pox? Nobody thought that, and if they did, they're a freaking moron, so don't worry about it.
3: Uh, speaking of diseases, the you're guests... not going to cure their moronity
4: by changing the name of a disease. It's a pox that came from monkeys. I don't know. Let's
3: call it monkey pox. Um, did you see that the world's largest active volcano, which is in Hawaii, is erupting for the first time in 40 years? Pretty spectacular video. If you haven't checked any of that out, it's pretty cool to watch. So, we mentioned Elon Musk, the world's richest man who owns Twitter and is highly involved in Twitter at a granular level, which is kind of weird. But anyway, it has had an effect on people and driven them crazy. Some people, not me. But the net result, according to Morning Consult, is this. Twitter's brand favorability has dropped 18 points among Democrats. It's gone up five among the GOP. Mm. Overall, it's down five. Tesla, though, this is what I wondered about. I'm never going to be able to sell my Tesla ever if I ever want to sell it, because all the people that would have bought it in the past are all liberals, and they will no longer drive a Tesla. I heard somebody for the first time say the other day, I'm never going to drive a Tesla. Tesla's uh, among Democrats, its approval rating, favorability rating is down 20 points, 20. You don't want your brand to drop 20 points among half the country. Wow. Isn't that something? And I'm not exactly sure why. Because you let Trump back on, I guess? I don't know. Because Elon Musk is moderately moderate? He's voted Democrat his whole life. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what that is. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
5: sales event deals when you visit toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
2: The
6: Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: a lot of good stuff to talk to you about today, including the the obvious missing piece of the economic reporting around Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But we'll get to that later. It's a head smacker, definitely.
4: Stay tuned if you can. So, Jack, you asked me the other day, you've asked me semi-regularly, do I think the whole indoctrination of the kids and the anti-racism madness and the queer theory stuff and the rest, is that to peak or is it going to get worse before it gets better? I've recently become convinced that it's going to get significantly worse oh, before it gets better, if at all. Oh boy. Uh, partly because I came across an article somewhere or other uh, about the, in, in the nation's top business schools now, there's a lot of attention to woke capitalism and socially responsible this, that, and the other, which of course is entirely progressive. Um, and so if our business leaders are, are getting trained up in this stuff, and our social majors, and our ethnic studies majors, and our eight-year-olds, and the rest of it, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm pessimistic. But having said that, uh, this is so bad, it's good. It's so annoying, it's hilarious. <laughs> Eugene, Oregon, which if you don't know Eugene, it's, it sits there cheek but jowl with the University of Oregon. Uh I love love that part of the country. My kids uh a couple of my kids went to school in the Willamette Valley of Oregon, for instance. Um, but Eugene is insanely left there being in a college area. It's it, it makes Berkeley look like Omaha, okay? Uh <laughs> it, it's it's uh, Portlandia South. Anyway, this is a school board meeting. There's a fair amount of tape, but uh, stick with it. Trust me on this. It starts with this uh, fella making a benign point about communication between staff and the board. Now, the point is so benign, you're going to think, why the hell am I listening to this? It's important you hear how benign it is to understand the absurdity of what follows. Okay? So, Michael, we'll start with 70. We'll pause a little bit, but I think we'll just roll on. Hit us with 70, and we'll go from there.
6: Just to get a little more specific and about what the – like, usually we look at policy because there's some concern or problem to be solved, and I'm not clear – i mean essentially if the concern is that there's too much communication between i have no idea what it is but if it were too much communication between um board member employees and board members that was somebody's concern i would not support a discussion about that if the concern is it's too little or too restricted communication between employees and board members
7: when a boarder, we've already voted on it
6: we didn't though we just took a straw poll Yep.
7: not to answer gordon's
6: question as to it's just a question, question. It's, not, it's not it doesn't well, change i think the
7: conversation will happen next week we could have had it this week but i listened to everybody which that included you gordon who was saying let's give staff a chance to have talk about this and then we'll have a conversation we're all tired and it is really unkind to staff to keep them here longer than they we need to so and i i also we've already decided That this is going to happen so um me catering to your wants is not necessary at this point
4: roll on michael wait for it
7: okay so (laughs)
8: it sounds like we're not gonna hear the why behind the request
7: i mentioned earlier my needs i think what you're scared about is that i'm i'm trying to go after somebody and what i i am not you i just want People to understand their roles and where they're at. So that is what my intent is and all of it. Okay,
6: I just want to use our time wisely and I want to know what it well, is then we should decisions move on. about. So if you don't want to answer the question, that's fine. We've then already, we already had three votes, so it'll be point on point of my order.
7: Chair, could you take over the meeting again?
8: Uh, yes, and I would like to point out that criticizing another person's motives and questioning them.
7: Point of is- order, you're not, it is not your job. To
8: hold me accountable. That is an act of white supremacy. Laurel,
3: please tell point me that. It's not okay. your job to hold me accountable. That's an act of white supremacy? That is correct.
4: So a minor squabble over whether a point ought to be heard and whether a question ought to be answered, all of a sudden is white supremacy. Hmm. Black progressive member reaches the most mundane of disagreements and starts yelling white supremacy. Surely she's not going to go on on that tack because it's so absurd.
8: Please tell me what rule
7: Gordon is violating. Point of order. We have voted on it. Please take over. The meeting and move on. What you're doing right now is Laurel, retaliation and harassment of a black board member.
8: Laurel, when somebody says the point of
7: what word. you're doing right now is retaliation and harassment of a, of your black board member, Laurel, we have voted on it and Laurel. we have moved on. Laurel.
6: Point of order calls for the board to, for the chair to do something. It doesn't. It's not just the thing that you Point say. Of order you say whatever you say.
8: Over the I, I need both of you to stop. Point of order calls for me to ask you what violation is happening. If you can tell me what Gordon is violating, I will let you know whether I take it into account or not.
3: Now, I was the parliamentarian in my 4-H club, but I still did not. Did that learn- come with like a sash or a special hat or something? <laughs> <laughs> I still did not learn. I read some of the rules. I knew some of the rules, but I I got I I end up in meetings now and then where things like point of order were come up and like, I don't particularly know what the rules are around all these things. But these people sound like they do. And she was she was just using it as kind of a point of order point of order. We need that's, to move on to something I want to talk about. That's the lady who claims every
4: disagreement is white supremacy, Laurel. Uh, so uh, now the poor chair is going to try to make the point that if you're going to shout point of order, we got to do the point of order thing. That's, <laughs> that's kind of what the way these meetings are run.
7: I My point of order is to say, it is up to you to control this meeting. And when he is bullying me and coming after me and retaliating against me, it is inappropriate. Well, your so please hold taken. yourself accountable and do your leadership job. It is important. We're point of order, violated.
8: and so not violated any of our rules. The point is not well taken. Thank you. What is the next item? I yield like like the to point of order that. to the board. Then we can vote on that. All those
7: in favor of, Laurel's Maya, print. controlling what? the meeting, instead of Gordon. Controlling the meeting. That's my point of order. That's what I said. That is several uh, times.
8: Go ahead. Go ahead. Point of order has shifted,
7: Laurel. No, it has not. And please do not Laurel, gaslight when, me. That is also you, an act when, of white supremacy. Please do not stop. I said exactly. Feel, when you appeal, appeal my meeting. decision,
8: it is not debatable. It is not debatable. It can be taken to a vote, but it's not debatable. Period. So, all those in favor of supporting... Your behavior your is white supremacy.
7: Everybody can see it.
8: Laurel, you, you need to stop. Your hostility and indecorum. Oh, my word. You, you think it's appropriate? Back. You are my peer. You do not tell me what I need to do. I didn't tell you anything that just you... just told didn't. me what I need to do. I I am going
7: I to adjourn. Really? The meeting is I by adjourned at 10 11 p.m. Control this meeting. Is done. The meeting is You out of order. don't have the ability at this point. Your, Your hostility,
8: hostility is at a high. Earl, the meeting is done. The meeting has been adjourned at 10:11 p.m. You are out of order.
3: The crazy lady did have a point, is that the sane lady did tell her what she needed to do. She said, oh, yeah. You need to stop. <laughs> right, right.
4: Don't you tell me what I need to I'm the I'm the chair of the meeting. That's the. That's what I'm supposed to do. But the visual at the very end was priceless. And uh, you can't see it. It's radio, obviously. Oh,
3: God, it's making me tense listening to it. Oh, I
4: know it. So the poor lady who is trying to run the meeting says this meeting is adjourned. And one by one, the cameras click off like every three or four seconds. It unfolds fairly slowly until there's just... The, the laurel crazy person and one other dude then he cliff clicks off and she's sitting there looking at the screen like with her face hanging out as my old band director used to say um like
3: so, okay so it's a zoom meeting and everybody was, and everybody left and she's still on there Point <laughs> of order with a
4: look on her face like <laughs> when is justice going to be done
3: <laughs> so she's she's how long she hang around on the Zoom meeting by herself after everybody left? I don't
4: know. The video that's, ends after about oh, three or four seconds. Her oh, staring at the screen.
3: That's funny. Wait a second. Where'd everybody go? So, oh, God. Yeah, this is, I, that's
4: the lovely Laurel O'Rourke of uh, of uh, Springfield, Oregon. Point kind of or order or Eugene? I'm sorry.
3: I I'm guessing that they're in a world of hurt there trying to figure out how they're going to go forward here, if she's going to keep pressing that stuff.
8: <sighs> I need yeah. both of you to stop. Uh,
3: by the way,
4: it's worth mentioning that Gordon, who this Laurel O'Rourke lunatic was accusing of bullying her. <laughs> and being a white supremacist. <laughs> and Well, of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, how how do I say this charitably? Because he seemed to be a fine fellow just trying to get through this meeting, and as a progressive American, of course, uh, he was confronted with white supremacy and bullying and the rest of it, and he wasn't quite sure what to do then. I I would not describe him as a forceful right-wingy type. More like a dyed-in-the-wool progressive probably talks about toxic masculinity with a straight face type guy the idea that he was bullying anybody is hilarious
3: man you got you got more sand than me if you can stick around and fight that fight i would i would just my every fiber of my being would have been making me want to just leave i just am not dealing with this the
8: point is not well taken thank you <sighs>
3: Yeah,
4: I, uh, I've i got to admit, I, I cannot passively take the false accusations of white supremacy, etc. The moment somebody gently, effeminately disagrees with you, all of a sudden you start screeching about white supremacy. You're a crazy person and a racist, by the way. Yeah, well, um, that's- you clearly hate white people because they're white. You are a racist and mentally touched.
3: That's always been the problem with the whole racism claim which is basically what you're saying when you claim white supremacy is uh there's 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 no response really mm-hmm. other than no I'm not but
4: well of course the the all purpose uh go to for the uh, so-called anti-racist crowd who are terrible racists the the critical theory crowd is that all of the institutions of this country are racist so appealing to parliamentary order is white supremacy, saying it's not your turn to speak. you got to let Gordon finish. That's white supremacy. If you appeal to any institution, any set of rules, any anything, even the law, you're a white supremacist. I'm sure she believes that.
3: So was that last night?
4: Uh, A couple of days ago, something like
3: that. So I wonder when their follow-up meeting is and how they're going to handle that. I'm sure they're all gathering and pouring over the rule book to try to figure out what's the way to handle this within the rules yeah. and keep this from spiraling completely out of control. Yeah, I'm
4: looking at the account in the local newspaper, and they're saying, uh, you know, the various people involved to say, hey, look, our job is looking out for the kids and the schools. We're going to do it in spite of the tension, blah, blah, blah.
3: But you would have to come up with a way. we got to have be able to have a vote or something. To 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 get her to shut up.
4: <laughs> I mean, that's what you'd be thinking behind the scenes. I think maybe you'd have to start with now, Laurel. If I say I like Chicago style pizza better, and you say you like New York style pizza better, that's not white supremacy. Can we agree? Can I disagree with system, you? Laurel.
7: No, uh, it has not. And please do not Laurel, gaslight when, me. That is also he, an act of white supremacy. Oh, that's right. Please she, do
3: not. She dropped a gaslight. In the middle of it.
4: In the same sentence as white supremacy. So uh, she said, ding, extra progressive points.
3: Webster's word of the year got thrown in there. Uh, Much more on the way. Stay with us. I need both
0: of you to stop.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
5: A woman in Florida is suing Kraft Heinz because her microwavable Velveeta macaroni allegedly took longer to prepare
3: than the label on the box said. <laughs> Velveeta was like, Phew, I thought you were going to sue
9: because the box said real cheese.
3: Yeah, i have been following that lawsuit. Uh, whatever it says on the box, you can prepare in 15 minutes. And she says it took longer and it's a lawsuit. And, oh, God, the world is exhausting. You know, and and the audience
4: laughed, and I get why they laughed, but that is, it's it's caused serious damage to American society. Sure, absolutely. The, the litigiousness. Yeah,
3: no doubt. A um, couple of different things. I uh, was doing a little research to watch a movie with my kids. I use Common Sense Media website. Maybe I should use a different one. I feel like they're, so it's to figure out at what age, what's the age appropriateness of various TV shows and movies. It's one of the many websites like that. This particular one that I've been using mostly just because it's very laid out in a very handy way. They're way more to the permissive side than I am. I mean, <laughs> they'll say it's okay. And then I sit down with my kids. I go, like, well, how is this okay? <laughs> and maybe I'm, maybe I'm just way too uptight about it or whatever. I might be. I mean, like my son, all of his friends have watched Stranger Things. And it's designed for, like, 13-year-olds, and he's going to be 13 in a couple of months. But, man, there's way more sex talk on there than there was on shows I was watching when I was 13. And uh, so I don't know. I guess that's a battle every parent tries to figure out is what's... You don't want to be the crazy, uptight parent that shelters your children way further than anybody else. But I also don't want to be the... Just because those hippie parents think it's okay, <laughs> I think it's okay, too. So I, I heard that. Know, somewhere in between. Damn hippies. Somewhere in between, anyway.
4: Um, and well, and let me point this out very briefly. When you express concern about what your kids are hearing and they hear it, they take the message, too much of this is dangerous. Yeah. And even if they reject it and they're like, Dad, it's fine, you've sent a message that, Hey, this is an area where caution ought to be
3: exercised. That's good parenting. It's clear that some parents do not care at all. I mean, it's just it's not even on their radar to wonder whether or not it's age appropriate for their kid. I mean, that that's which is not the way I grew up, um, which it's just interesting to me. But so, like this particular website, it's always got stuff on there. I'm I'm mostly worried about uh sexy stuff, usually some violence, depending on which kid I'm talking about. Um, but there's always stuff in there like consumerism. Two and a half stars for consumerism. They do, they do show the brand names of several things and talk about somebody's uh, purse being cool. Oh, whatever. That's what you're worried about. Oh my God, that's yeah, your concern. You get as a casual parent. fornication and people getting stabbed in the
4: eye, but you don't want a Coke can. Good lord, what was that? Did you see that? I know. Whenever I just, there was product placement, my parents would send me out of the room. <laughs> Or some cop is smoking a cigarette. Exactly.
3: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Anyway, I came across this from uh, I'm Just Diane, which is our funniest Twitter follower. She tweeted out, you know how movies have a warning in the corner if there's sex, drugs, smoking, etc.? I would like to be warned about excessive singing. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) There are three different musical numbers with dancing in this movie. That's a no-go for me. Oof. Uh... I was at Costco the other day, jam-packed full of people. Man, oh, man, oh, man, was it busy. Uh, Their customer service is so freaking good.
9: Mm.
3: How is that not... Costco is crazy busy all the time. I would think other businesses, you know, as a free market guy, I would think it would work that other businesses would see, look how busy Costco is. Maybe our customer service shouldn't suck out loud. Maybe we shouldn't have just one... Cash register open with people lined up to the point that they set down their stuff and walk out the door. Maybe we should do it like Costco, but I don't know what the profit loss is and all that or whatever. But I'm hoping that will catch on in the future. The pharmacy is so much better. But um, uh, so I've been. Well, that reminds me. Next hour, I have
4: some really information on uh, really interesting information on uh, drug prices at different pharmacies.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I can definitely chime in on that. But so I've been following the economic news and Black Friday was up. And I pointed out yesterday that I kept hearing reports where it was talking about being up from last year or the year before. Yeah, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So I, what do you, that just doesn't seem like a crazy thing to uh, compare it to if it's up, you know, 2% or 3% or whatever all the reporting was over during the pandemic. Okay, good. I guess what's it like compared to pre pandemic? And then the other part of inflation. If infl- if things are 10% more expensive and we spent 2% more money this year, I'm not sure that's a win for spending.
4: Yeah, that is not an indication that we're feeling great, everybody's feeling positive, and spending even more than last year. Yeah, the, the netted out, they've spent like 5 to 10% less.
3: Yeah, exactly. How did that get left out of so much of the reporting? Because journalism is crappy. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand.